Hello, and welcome to an episode of Visit My Cup of Tea. My name is Nathan Schultz, otherwise known as the Drama Merchant, and you're welcome to grab yourself a cup and saucer, make yourself comfortable in my tea room, as I share with you information from a teapot entitled A Midsummer Night's Dream. The show is being produced by Technicolor Theatre Company, who is one of the leading facilitators of youth-led theatre. Following their 2020 sellout season of Romeo and Juliet, the company's next inaugural Shakespeare in the Park production is A Midsummer Night's Dream, one of Shakespeare's most popular and widely performed pieces. Now I've heard the audience, which is you, will get the chance to experience this show under the stars at the Gold Coast Botanical Gardens on the 22nd and 25th of July. The show is directed by Andrew Cockcroft Penman, who last directed The Governor Inspector at Javine Bar Theatre, Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat at Spotlight Theatre, and Peter Pan for his own company, Technicolor Theatre. I visited the studio Dance Fever where the group are rehearsing their show, and arts and entertainment writer Doug Kennedy has a chat with Andrew about the show's context. Let's have a listen. Right, hello, good afternoon. I'm talking to Andrew uh, Cockroft uh, Penman, who's artistic director of Technicolor Theatre Company and director of this new production of uh, Midsummer Night's Dream, which is going to be put on in the Botanical Gardens. But uh, before we get on to Midsummer Night's Dream, which opens next week, 22nd of, 22nd, 22nd yes. of July, uh, I'd just like to ask you about the company. How long has it been going for? So Technicolor Theatre was an idea in 2018. Um, before coming to fruition at the beginning of 2019 with our youth ensemble and facilitating those opportunities for youth on the Gold Coast, um, which just put us in our second year, the, the year that COVID decided to kind of take uh. hold over the Australian performance industry and worldwide performance industry, um, and now entering into our third year of trade. So how many actual, what I call main house productions have yes. you done? So we have produced Peter Pan in the Park with our mm. youth ensemble, uh, Romeo and Juliet, a contemporary version directed by Timothy Wynn, <laughs> and then this will be our first adult pro-am paid production in the park. Okay, all right. Uh, that's fantastic. So, um, yeah, let's get on to Midsummer Night's Dream itself then. It was written in 1595, 96. Ooh, well done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And interestingly <laughs> enough, you did Romeo and Juliet last. Yes. And Romeo and Juliet, I believe, was the play that he Falls finished just before. Just yeah. before. Yeah. And they both deal to a large extent, with the subject of love, yes. which is the great eternal universal theme <laughs> of, of all writers and painters and artists. Mm -hmm. So tell me, is that, was that part of the reason why you chose it, as a compliment to Romeo? Look, it, which it, is a tragedy. It sounds it sounds legible if I did, but Midsummer Night's Dream. So Romeo and Juliet, um, at the time of producing it, was very much about um, a youth's introduction to Shakespeare, an introduction mm. to that story, which which typically is played by high school kids. It's mm. it's a then and introducing them to that world and to those um, that tragedy um, that still is present in, in in our current society. Midsummer Night's Dream, on the other hand, is much more looking at accessibility. It's much more mm. about comedy. It's much more about fun right. and magic and and this visceral experience for the audience member. It has had a remarkable history. It yes. has been done by just about everyone from the Beatles to Donald Duck. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're taking it for the first time on the Gold Coast, at least, into the park in the middle of winter. Yes. Or what, what they call winter. <laughs> 
winter, on, winter on the Gold Coast. Was that a conscious choice? Look, it was. We, this is this is actually based on um, a lot of research into the Bureau of Meteorology, it's where it's not going to rain. Oh, <laughs> supposedly, right. supposedly, the dates we picked, it hasn't rained in like nine yeah. years. Yeah. So fingers crossed. Touch wood. Touch fingers wood. crossed. Now, one of the things I noticed when I was doing all my reading and research is that very often the character of Bottom, he is the mechanical who turns into a donkey and yes. falls in love with the Queen of the Fairies, mm -hmm. is played by, played by comedians. I understand yes. Benny Hill played it, an English comedian called Johnny Vegas has yep. played it. Yep. All sorts of actors have played it as well, but comedians have often played it very successfully. Yes. Um, what, so who have you got for your Bottom? We have a lovely Rory Sheen. Yeah. Um, who is a local comedian and local clown mm. um, with a huge skill set. What, what's his name? Uh, Rory Sheen. Rory, Rory Sheen. Sheen. Yeah. So um, in our production, when Bottom Transforms, we actually bring in a lot of Rory's circus skills. Right. Um, so he actually um, almost doubles in height on stilts. Um, he's got the ears that come into play. He also is playing ukulele. He's doing slapstick comedy. He's a beautiful actor to work with. Right, right. Now, just to put it in context, how are you doing it? Are you going to be, have period costume? Uh, are you going to have modern costume? What, what are you going to do? Look, in the interest of accessibility, it won't be period costume. Uh, what we are looking at in, that, in this context is the idea that it all is a dream and it's all connected to imagination and storytelling and that connection with an audience. So we're actually surrounding the whole story around a bed and a child falling asleep. And this is, oh, this so is a bit the, like Alice in Wonderland. A bit like Alice in Wonderland. We pull from Alice in Wonderland, Narnia, and, and the, all those, um, all all right. those transformative um, childlike imagination interpretation of stories. Right, right. Um, so going on from there, um, going back to the essential theme of love. Yep. Love. Now, what does it tell us about love? What does Shakespeare, with this work, tell us about love? That because love, that's important to almost everybody. That is, if not everybody. It's not everybody. <laughs> it's... Um, Look, that has been the basis of this production. What is love and what is love in 2021? Mm. So we have cross-cast Helena. Helena is Helenus. Um, and talking about the um, homosexual experience with love and the, and the, the recent um, gay rights movement and things like that connected with that. We're talking about parent love, parent to child, and mm. that, that connection there. And is love conditional? Is love unconditional? How um, flippant is love? And, and how does love shift so easily with young love compared to an aged love? Love of theatre, love of creation, love of, love of art and, and love of sisters, love of brothers. It's, it's, it's all these different forms that fall inside the human condition and this, this connection um, to each other, this longing for this connection with each other, which in this COVID, post-COVID world, is something that we really are craving for. Right, right. Another theme that uh, crossed my mind is the theme of feminism, which is a yes. very very um, topical subject at the moment, yep. and uh, that the whole rights of women. Yep. Now, the, the, the basis of the play is that if, if, the, if um, the Duke of Athens' daughter doesn't marry the man that he's nominated, yep. she can either be killed or sent to a nunnery. Yes. Now, that doesn't sound to me like it's very liberating. No, it doesn't. <laughs> um, so Sophie Kleinschmidt is playing Hermia, and her mm -hmm. take on the independence of that role has been really wonderful. The other way that we're looking at female empowerment with, um, with colonialist texts like this, we've swapped Oberon and Titania. Right. So Oberon, uh, Titania is now placing the spell on Oberon. Right. It's, a, it's, it's about that female empowerment. We also have that as well. We've swapped um, Puck. 
Puck yeah. is now played by a female um, right. Katie Charles. Of course, Puck really is doesn't really have a gender, does he? No, I mean, no. I mean it could be he, she. He's a, he's a he, she. He's a, in, in our production, Katie's gone with she. At this stage, she is a she, but the idea is she can transform and she flip. Is she, is, she is ephemeral. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Okay, so it sounds so very interesting. I did hear you say, I did overhear one of your conversations, but uh, unfortunately coronavirus has caused a few problems with yes. audiences because you hope to get some interstate uh, mm -hmm. people. I, you, said, you said earlier some of the cast were from interstate. Yep. Um, is, is, that a, is that proving to be a bit of a problem, Look, technical has, problem? It has. Look, our biggest thing about, um, about this production is that we create something sustainable. Hmm. So if through that, what we need is the support of locals. It's the support of locals. If they want to see this, this opportunity and this empowerment given to local creatives and, and local audiences, we, we do need that support for the, for the inaugural production. Hmm. Um, it, it does make it hard with, with, with what we call um, a ticket buyer anxiety. Right. And people being scared to, to buy and to, commit. to commit to something, particularly where they need to travel. Well, then commit is also a very topical subject in yes. this day and age. Yes. <laughs> and in this, in this play. Yeah. Oh, that that's all sounds wonderful. And you've got things, is, is Technicolor uh, Theatre Company going to be ongoing? And have you got productions yes. in the, the, in the, the pipeline? Line? So yeah. we do have um, our two youth theatre productions. We have an Australian premiere of Pinocchio, direct mm -hmm. from London. Uh, which was unfortunately a production developed in London and shut down because of COVID. Oh, so yeah. this will be the um, the first international production of that. Um, and then we also have Godspell, directed by Emma Jean Curick, uh, which is going on with our youth theatre as well. Something we did talk about earlier, the idea that um, Midsummer being an inaugural production of this this ongoing outdoor season at the Botanical Gardens. Right. Um, we do have a couple of things to follow up Midsummer, but we'll keep those those under wraps. Right. I thought, uh, I, you were talking earlier to my colleague Nathan, and I thought his idea about wind in wind the willows in the park Badger Sounds wonderful, yes. wouldn't it? Yes. That, that's something you might consider for your youth theatre. We do love that. With the youth theatre, the idea of uh, Wind of the Willows and, and Alice in Wonderland and, mm. and those really beautiful experiences in the park, which, which are um, institutions in Sydney and Melbourne. It's time that that comes to the Gold Coast. Right. And have you got anything after, uh, after July, the end of July, have you got anything coming up with any of the community theatres this year that um, people might like to see you in the flesh, as they say? I would love to get back on stage. It is just time it is just time unfortunately but um time permitting i would love to be back in inside gold coast community theater okay well we'll we'll have to wait and see for that one thank <laughs> you very much for talking to me today and good luck with the uh, season thank you it was interesting hearing the ideas that andrew has for the show so i decided to have a chat with two of his cast members for our listening audience guys could you please introduce yourself i'm sam hocking and I'm Sophie Kleinschmidt. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. So what roles do you play? You go first. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm playing one of the lovers. I play Hermia. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, she's one of four lovers. And Sam is? I am Helenus. I'm one of the other four lovers. <laughs> oh, cool. So, could you tell us how have been rehearsals for A Midsummer Night's Dream? What have they been like? They've been awesome. I think like it's been so lovely being with a bunch of new people mm. from different backgrounds, different areas, and just coming together into one space. And it's such a welcoming, playful space where everyone gets to explore their characters. And we're kind of reimagining this classic text mm. that we all know, but putting our own spin on it. And really, yeah, just working with 
a great group of people. They're all so diverse and everyone has so many different skills that they all bring to the table. Um, and everyone has permission to play without any being apologetic at all about what they're doing. But that's always a fun thing when you're in, when you're in a cast yeah. and you have a director that allows you to play. Definitely. Yeah. I think that's where the best stuff comes from. Like, if yeah, it's like most of what we've done is just changes every time <laughs> and we just make it work. And you'll just be like, oh yeah, that works. So working with Shakespeare, what's different with A Midsummer Night's Dream? Well, this is my first actual Shakespeare production. Oh, so congratulations. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> so it's been a real treat, actually, for the mind and, and trying to build all the imaginations and um, all the imagery that comes along with Shakespeare is a lot more prevalent than it is with other texts. Oh. Yeah, and definitely I think what comes with Shakespeare is that the text is informed so much of what you do and who your character is, but it's been so fun using the, the structure and the beautiful language in Shakespeare, but taking our own version of that. Mm. And I think, yeah, it's been nice. I think this is my first, I'm actually doing A Midsummer Night's Dream again. So like six years ago, I played ah. Hermia and I'm doing it again. So that's been really nice. Oh. I think now that I'm older, I've finished, yeah, <laughs> finished uni, done a little bit more work. Um, I think, yeah, it's nice to step back into the space, but. And you play it so beautifully. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> The first time I saw A Midsummer Night's Dream was in 1995, I think it was, wow. 1994, and it was performed by the Royal Shakespeare Company. Oh. Well, yeah, wow, yeah. that would and be amazing. I'll be, I'll be honest, if it was the first Shakespeare I actually understood. So... Well, it is one of those ones that's a classic, that's, it's his, one of his comedies, mm. light, and I think it's just fun, so the big, the big characters help tell the story. So could you explain to our listening audience what they might expect seeing your show, without giving too much away? Ooh. No spoilers. No spoilers. That, that. I mean, you can spoil it if you want. But. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers. Well, I think, um, yeah, there's kind of like three three storylines. Mm. It's a bit meta the way we've looked at um, this reimagining of a classic piece. But mm. I think, yeah, the basics of it is like you have three storylines you kind of follow. You follow the lovers, yeah, the fairies. The, and the mechanicals as well. And the well. mechanicals. So you're kind of intertwined at some stage. Yeah. But um, yes, we'll let the audience figure that out. <laughs> What's your favorite scene? The, fight. the lovers fight. Our yeah. fight to yep. the time. I have to admit, even as an audience member watching that, that is pretty fun to watch. Yeah, it's so it's, good. It's a lot of work, but it, it's worth it. Like when it's when it's done, it's yeah. Like, we've oh, had some yeah. amazing fight choreographers come through and give us a hand with um, working different actions, and it's yeah. been so much fun. Yeah, to work Jason on. and Brady were awesome. Mm. Yeah, cool. What's your perfect audience member who will enjoy this show? Mm. I think young adults would really enjoy this show. Yeah. Well, we've we've kind of adapted it to a modern audience. I think it has a little bit of something for everyone. Like, who mm. doesn't love a story about young love or love, or who doesn't like seeing a bunch of like? There's like this People idea, playing, of, yeah, playing like community theater, getting together, putting something on. I think yeah, it has something for everyone. Who doesn't love a bit of magic in their life? Exactly. Well, that's right. In this day and age, we need magic in our life, don't exactly. we? Exactly. So, what makes this production of A Midsummer Night's Dream special? Aside from the fact that you're performing in a park. Yeah, that I think that's really awesome that we're bringing something to the Gold Coast that they haven't had, like mm. which is Shakespeare in the park. Mm. I think people are, are going to love that. But I'm probably going to say that typical thing of like, the people make it special. Yeah. Like it's 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 the truth. I think, yeah, like, like we've we said before. We've become a real family since the start of this production. Um, like we've all, we only actually started working together like last week. Yeah. So, <laughs> and from that point, we've just all kind of like meshed Mesh. together so yeah. well. Yeah, I think that happens though. Mm. Yeah, you get into a space, you, you trust each other, and that's when yeah, the beautiful work happens. And I think, yeah, that's what makes it really special is that mm. we're having fun. Absolutely. I can tell you myself, I'm very curious to see this. It'll be the first time I've ever seen one of Andrew's work. 
Awesome. So I'm very curious to see what it is because I take my hat off to the work that Andrew has been doing from a fellow director to another director because um, I love doing immersive theatre and I'm very interested to see how it's going to uh, immerse the audience with the Botanical Park with this one. All right, thank you very much, guys. Thank you so thank much you so for much. having us. It's lovely chatting. I hope what you've just heard in this episode sounds like your cup of tea or has perked your interest in trying this Shakespearean flavour. Like the Shakespeare tea itself, I'm sure it will leave you young and warm-blooded during its season run on the 22nd to the 25th of July at the Gold Coast Botanical Gardens. Tickets can be purchased on www.technicolortheatre.com.au or click on the link in this podcast or on the Drama Merchant website. And remember, an adventure begins with a cup of tea.